we were playing cowboys and Indians. At supper time, Joe's mother let him bring his plate of rice out to our tent so he could eat as Indians do. So, he crawled under his tent made out of a blanket and the four of us sat there watching him eat. We wouldn't be getting anything for another two hours. After downing his second spoonful, Joe suddenly remarked that real red Indians did not only smoke the same piece pipe, but they also ate out of the same dish. So, Joe passed around the plate to each of us sitting there on the ground. Each one of us took a spoonful, then passed the plate on to our body. In no time, it was empty. Joe got up and went for more. His mother was surprised that the rice had disappeared so fast. As he was coming back, his mother looked out the door and saw me. Joe, she said, you didn't tell me you had four Indian guests. We ate all the rice we wanted. We, five braves, in the same tent, using one plate and one spoon. Because that is the way red Indians eat, Joe had said. They shared and they shared alike as mates and as Indians. A story by Willie Hoff Sommer featuring sharing and sharing alike. Hi guys, thank you for dropping by at my podcast entitled Panda Reads. I am Abigail, and I'm going to talk to you about doing favors for this session. So, let's begin. There was once a little flower standing alone in the desert. It was surrounded on all sides by nothing but sand and stones. The little flower dreamt daily of feeling some raindrops. She had been told how refreshing and important rain is, but none ever came. And so the little flower began to wilt. It was deathly afraid of the sizzling heat, of the loneliness, and of the howling wind. Then, a tiny hummingbird swooped down, noticed the little flower's unhappiness, and went around asking the animals to help revive the flower. The big bull was not interested in anything as small as a flower. The big fat dog was too lazy to move either a hand or foot. The noisy blackbird had too many things to do. Then, suddenly, the hummingbird got the idea of asking the ants to come to the rescue. They did so immediately. By holding hands, they built a long chain and passed along some dew which other ants had collected even in the desert. The ants personally carried the dewdrop water straight to the roots of the flower. In a short time, the flower flourished as never before. Its petals became brilliant red. It became a very visible landmark for the whole area.
One of the lessons from this story is, whenever you are in need of a big favor, always ask someone who is very busy, just like the ants. And that's how traditionally they are. This is another story from Peter Spangenberg, featuring, for a favor, ask busy people. Hi guys, thank you for visiting my podcast entitled Panda Reads. I am Abigail and I'm here to read you another story which talks about accountability. Let's get started. Even today, red Indian boys go away into solitude to prepare for manhood. One such youth decided to test himself against a tall mountain. He threw his blanket over his shoulder and set off to climb the peak. When he reached the top, he stood on the rim of the world. His heart swelled with pride. Then he heard a rustle at his feet, and looking down, he saw a rattlesnake. Before he could move, the snake spoke. I'm starving and freezing to death up here. Put me under your shirt and take me down to the valley. No, said the youth. I've been warned about you rattlesnakes. If I pick you up, you will bite me, and your bite will definitely kill me. No way, said the snake. I will treat you differently. If you do me this favor, you will be special. I will not harm you. The youth resisted for a while. But that was a very persuasive snake with beautiful markings. So he picked up the snake and tucked it under his shirt. When they were back down in the valley, he took the snake out of his shirt and gently laid it on the grass. Then suddenly, it coiled, rattled, and sprang, biting the boy on the leg. But you promised, he cried. You knew what I was when you picked me up, answered the snake as he slithered away. Today, Red Indians tell that story to their youth who are tempted to take drugs. They repeat to them the rattlesnake's own words. You knew what I was when you picked me up. This is another story from Iron Eyes Cody, again featuring accountability. Thank you. Hi guys, thank you for visiting my podcast entitled Panda Reads. Today I'm just going to present to you a very short story by Brian Kavanaugh, and it is entitled The Validity of Religions. Mind you, this is really short, but it's something worth 
listening to. Down at the local coffee shop, two farmers were arguing about the validity of their respective religions. A third farmer listened for a while and then observed out loud. It's been bringing my wit here to this same mill for over 40 years. Now, there be two roads that lead up to the mill. Never once, friends, has the miller asked me which road I take. He just asks, is your wit good? Definitely, we are talking about whatever is your religion. We are all humans after all. Maybe our gods have different names, but all of them would just be the same. Thank you for visiting my podcast entitled Panda Reads. I am Abigail and I'm going to read another story which was made after William Barclay. And here it goes. The carpenter's tools were having a conference. Brother Hammer was acting as chairman, but the group informed him that he had to leave because he was too noisy. But he said, If I leave the carpenter, so then Brother Screw must go with me. You have to turn him around and around before you can get him to go anywhere. Then Brother Screw said, Okay, I will go. But then Brother Plane must also leave. All his work is on the surface. There is no depth to him. With this, Brother Plain replied, Well then, Brother Ruler, you have to live too, for you are always measuring Fox as if you were the only person who is right. Then Brother Ruler complained against Brother Sandpaper and said, He should also live because he is rougher than he ought to be. He's always rubbing people the wrong way. In the midst of the heated discussion as to whoever has to leave, the carpenter walked in. He put on his apron and walked over to his workbench. One after another, he used the hammer, the screw, the plane, the ruler, and the sandpaper. When the day's work was over, he had completed a pulpit from which the gospel would be preached. And these are the tools in the Lord's hand. Thank you. Thank you for visiting my podcast entitled Panda Reads.
I'm going to read a story of William Barclay, and I think it is his real-life story when he was still young. And this is how it goes. One day, we boys were flying kites on an open lot in town. Mine took a dive into a garden surrounded by a high fence. I heard all kinds of weird stories about the wicked old man who lived in the big house behind the fence. They said that if he caught children in his garden, he would torture them and lock them in a cave. Despite it all, I decided to go over that fence and get my kite. So my friends helped me to climb over. I jumped down, ran for the bush, and suddenly, there stood the old man. He was holding a grass knife and looking right through my kite. I wanted to turn around and run, and he would probably be right after me. But the old man walked up to me slowly and in a very soft voice, he said, Sonny, don't be afraid. I won't hurt you. He allowed me to untangle my kite and then accompanied me to the cave. He smiled and said, Don't worry, if it happens again, just ring the bell at the gate. He patted me on the head and let me out. Well, he is a nice kind old man. Nothing at all like we had been told he was. For our reflection, how many times have you judged other people? And how many times have you been hurt because of wrong judgment of other people about you? visiting my podcast entitled Panda Reads. Today I'm going to read a poem by Granville Kleiser and it's entitled Worries, Worries, Worries. Hmm, Let's see. He worried about the weather. He worried about his health. He worried about his business. He worried about his wealth. She worried about the children. She worried about her clothes. She worried about the neighbors. She worried about her woes. They worried about their taxes. They worried about their pets. They worried about their future. They worried about their debts. They worried, still they worried, they worried, but alas, they worried about a lot of things that did not even come to pass. Do you have lots of worries in your mind, in your life, doubts about yourself? Well then, maybe you shouldn't worry, as the poetry goes, they worried about of 
many things but it did not come to pass so don't worry let life flow 